Hey guys, I'm Matt Primo. I'm here today with Christian Valencia and a new guest, Chris Norman. And this is the Two Game Podcast. How are y'all doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. How's vacay, sir? I'm going to go ahead and say I don't want to be back. I have to go to work tomorrow and I don't want to do this. And now they're like calling us in to work extra shifts. And Yeah, I only pulled like 23 straight. They want more from me? No thanks. Chris, how's the parent life, sir? Man, uh, it's great. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's definitely affected my gaming, but not necessarily in a bad way. You ain't got to lie, man. You're, mm-hmm. you're amongst friends here. It's true. <laughs> uh, really? No, no. It, it is fantastic, dude. Uh, it's, it's great. Obviously, I'm a first-time dad. Uh, I get to watch him grow. as It's something that I took for granted until I actually started seeing it happen right in front of my face. Uh, at this point, we're just still learning every day and taking it as it comes. How old? Eight months, last week. I don't want those days ever again. <laughs> Two months, sir, and your life will be like the Fresh Prince Bill-Air and flipped upside down. It's true. Is that right? When they start walking. Oh, oh yeah. yeah he, it's downhill. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It's easy when they're in one spot the entire day. We know, we're first-time parents, like I said, so we're still in that phase where we're trying to proof our entire house. Mm-hmm. You know, we're finding all the shit you can find on Amazon to like put on corners of benches and tables and stuff. Looks like pool noodles, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, little edge guards. Yeah, little edge guards. We're we're excited about that, but it's going to be more and more projects. But it, like I said, it definitely has affected my gaming. I've had to move everything to the Switch because. He doesn't sleep at night, so mm-hmm. there's no turning on the TV and the Xbox, so I have to just break my Switch out with my headset and, like, pull the covers over both of us, and I'm just trying <laughs> to, like, hide down in there, you know? You can hide under there. Well, it's been great. It really has. That was the, the biggest thing when you become a parent. The gaming life just completely changes. And like you, I have to do most of my games at work on the Switch and, you know, first world problems, right? Right, right. Yeah, or I have to do it late at night. Like, I stayed up till 12.30 last night playing Ghost. That's weird for you. Yeah. Oh. And I have, like, four days off, so I'm going to be staying up till that time every night. And there you go. So, yeah, this is episode seven. I think it's officially episode technically five, if you don't count the spoiler review and the Xbox reaction. But we're going with seven, and that's what we're going to keep with for the rest of the time. Don't judge me. Right. I can do whatever the hell I want. It's my podcast. Fair it's enough. your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to start off with our playlist. And then Chris hasn't played the game Ghost of Tsushima. Christian and I are going to talk about that. Non-spoilers. We're going to talk about Hellblade. Give a review and preview of Hellblade 2. That will be spoilers. So if you've never played the game, then just skip past that portion. And then come back to it whenever you've played it or whatever. you know. And then after Hellblade... We're going to talk about mental health in video games. It's going to be part two of three of the series. And then we'll close out with our weekly recommendations. I know I posted something on Facebook a couple weeks ago about a new segment called Things That Make You Go, Hmm. Well, we're going to push that back till next week when we get back to kind of our normal format, normal setups. Chris, what you, uh, what you been playing, man? Uh, let's see, this week and last week, I've actually been revisiting Xenoblade 2, because the first one, obviously they remade it for the Switch, and it came out, well, it's been a couple months now, I guess, but I was a little late buying it. But uh, yeah, when I finally got around to playing the first one, it was great, and I played the second one a couple years ago, and it's no sooner than I finished it, I just immediately had to go back and put the second one back in my Switch, so that's pretty much all I've been up to. It's definitely a game that he's been trying to 
get me to play for the last couple of years. It is. But, oh my God, I don't know if I can do a JRPG right now. Oddly enough, I would suggest doing it out of order like I had to. Two and one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, two just, they're both fantastic plot lines and the story just couldn't be better for either game, I don't think. But the the way that the second game introduced different levels of combat systems is just insanity. I mean, it's so much to learn, but when you figure it out, it actually seems pretty simplified and then there's just so many various ways of you doing damage that you don't even know is possible until you just do it. Like, it, it's crazy. It really is. Hmm. I tried. I tried to tell you. Yeah, I just... Uh, JRPGs, they just get me. So much damn talking. Oh, it is. They and love it, talking. There are, there are long cutscenes, but I'm telling you, the story just makes it worth it. The story is... It hits you in the feels. Yeah. It really does. Christian, this question is very important. Pyro or Mithra? Oh, Mithra. God damn it. <laughs> no, 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 no. The fused. Numa? Fused. Okay, that's fine. We can yeah. agree on that. that that's I forgot cool. she did the third one. I was like, the third one came out. I was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That's cool. Between the two, I always got to go Pyra. It's my girl. I mean, Pyro's, but... Pyro's awesome, but Mithra had that like that attitude, and I enjoyed all of it. That like smack you in the face exactly. with your helmet awesome. attitude? Yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, pretentious bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely play it, Primo. Play it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing The Witcher 3 on the Switch at work, and I'm about 60 hours into it. I had kind of started it last year when it came out for the Switch, and then I played, I don't know, like 20, 30 hours, and I just I got to this this side mission, and I was like, oh my god, dude, this is this is so boring, I can't I can't do it, and I fell off of it. I didn't go back and I didn't go back to The Witcher until about the last week or so and I put another 40 hours into it since then of course and I'm in love with it yep oh, it's so a minute, good. man Witcher's like slow and then you get in there you're like oh okay I'll do that like, I realize I, like 30 hours into it this is gonna be my life for the next like month and a half right yeah but it's worth it the Novigrad and all that like I don't have any work else to do like the little question marks that pop up on your mouth I've done them all just all the side quests <laughs> I have done all the side quests I still go have that, go to that first boss I'm like I'm here no and then the boss just like glitches out and runs away like, no please don't like I'm level 20 right now and there's a bunch of missions that I have that are like level 10 sure based and I just go to it and I can just hit them like one time and they're dead and I'm like this is kind of boring but fun at the same time slaughtering everyone but it's not the best way to play the game, and I haven't played it on Xbox. I actually have it for Xbox. The Switch is not great enough to play these games because when we, when we get into Hellblade, we'll discuss the Switch version of it. The Witcher Three just has so many bugs, glitches. I mean, it's playable, but it gets it pisses me off sometimes. Well, it definitely doesn't run as smoothly. I mean, the first time I played through it was on my Xbox One. Like I, I I'm watching videos. Of, I mentioned them before Fighting Cowboy on YouTube. And I'm watching his playthrough, and I'm looking at the graphics. I'm like, God, that looks amazing. Yeah, Mine looks like shit. It's a huge <laughs> difference. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing that. And then at home, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. And I put probably about 20-ish, 25-ish hours into that. Um, a couple hours into Act 2. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm in. I, we're, like, we're like right there. Yeah, right but I also the, took a week off. That's, that's weird how that, you know. You caught up to me, and I was gone a week. Hmm. I also worked like 11 days in a row. I don't want to hear that. 
That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand. <laughs> uh, you been watching anything, sir? Wait, do we? Ninja. No, what have you been playing? I totally skipped. <laughs> <laughs> you don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> You're gone for a week. Fuck you. I know, right? <laughs> Share my microphone. You don't get to answer. <laughs> like I said, I've been gone a week, but I was playing my Switch. I've been playing the first Xenoblade. Nice. Trying to play that. I just can't do the talking right now. I'm sitting in the car, just bouncing, going, I can't read and listen at the same right. time. But, I mean, I've been playing that, and then I'll play, you know, Mario Kart with the kids. Because, you know, they stole my Mario Kart for their Switch. I'm just wondering where it was. But, anyway, other than that, I'm like, where's my Mario? Oh, Daddy, I have it. You know, funny thing about Mario Kart, for the longest time, I was like, you know, I feel like some of these, these, uh, vehicles are faster or better than others and I don't know if it's a mental thing or I think the same thing <laughs> they are oh are they there's a way that you hit to push a button and you can see the stats on each oh, car oh seriously oh I didn't yeah know that. wow I found that the other day I've been playing the game for like two two or three years now I am today old when I learned that <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you're selecting your vehicle yeah you, I think I don't know which button it is I think it's like a ZL or ZR one of the two no shit yeah there's like traction speed acceleration and like your tires can change it and all that like things you wish you could take back to like 1998 right. and be like yeah see I got you <laughs> right it changes everything I was like why am I playing with these shitty ass vehicles right? I'm over here picking the same one as the slowest one I like the one that has the big ass tires does not go as good as the others no looks cooler but not as good well, before you discovered that they actually had statistical differences, what was your go-to cart? I think it was the the, the bike, the mini bike with tiny tires. Okay. I always went for the uh, Zelda horse. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, see it. I am wearing a Zelda shirt. Right. <laughs> Doesn't require gasoline; just gallops right along. Sure. Right. <laughs> right. To rubies. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Side note: ADD. Breath of the Wild. You know, I have a. 130 hours in that game. That doesn't surprise me. And I haven't even beaten the DLC yet. That doesn't surprise me. But what I was going to talk about originally was they have the motorcycle on there that you can get part of the DLC. And I'm just like, there's no vehicles in this entire game. And then all of a sudden you're going to give me a motorcycle. I'm all there. Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make any sense, but I want it. (laughs) Of course. Can you imagine how confused all those little characters must be? (laughs) <laughs> what the hell is trying that? to saddle up their horse and then Link just hauls ass across their farm. <laughs> what the hell are you doing, donuts? <laughs> Have you been uh, listening to anything, sir? Uh, so I have a pretty long drive back and forth to work, but I've, I've recently gotten into podcasts. I do still listen to music, but it's for pretty much when I work out or I'm mowing the yard or something like that. So it's still pretty much. I've been revisiting a lot of some, some mid-2000s rock stuff. As generic as it can get, I'm still into the Breaking Benjamin, the original Three Days Grace. Oh, go ahead. I, th- I think it's. <laughs> I feel some judgment coming. No, no, no judgment. No judgment. I was mowing the grass yesterday, and I was like, you know who I haven't heard in a long. I don't even know if they're still a band. Three Doors Down. Right. And I put the greatest hits on, and bro, it was back to my middle school days. Just jamming right out, huh? It was. And then skate, they played skate they played the ring time. <laughs> going around skating, listening to Three Days Grace, playing the new shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? No, no. Listen to some Kryptonite, some Rotomon. I'm all about it. Yeah. I had a split second thought of maybe listening to some old Nickelback, and I was like, 
yeah, I don't think I'm ready for it. But then <laughs> I remembered their Nickelback, so... <laughs> I mean, we know we know Chad Kroger, old Nicholas. Oh yeah, yeah. We actually have my partner now on the ambulance. He looks just like Chad Kroger. Oh, that's the best. Or he thing used ever. to when he had long hair. That's true. Did he know it, or was this? Oh yes, to him? We, oh, we, he did. Okay. We told him. Sure. <laughs> All right. We're like, I didn't know you were the lead singer for Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys really sold out. <laughs> hey, I will. I will say their older shit is still good. No, that's fair. No, I'm. I, you know, you gotta give them shit because they're Nickelback. But. Yeah. That's true. Anybody that says they never like Nickelback is a damn liar. That's true. That is very true. I 100% agree with you. Everybody was a Nickelback fan at one point. But yeah, pretty much just pretty much that stuff, man. And I, I mean, I could still listen to What Separates Me From You from A Day to Remember Ooh. on repeat for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> that was like the song of our summer when we went to, uh, I don't even remember what, Warp Tour or whatever. I don't even know, man. We, that was like the song of my summer. Or the album of my summer. Right. God, it's such a good album. <laughs> Hit you right in the feels every time. It does. It does. Just fun, you know. Heavier than stuff you hear on the radio, but definitely not metal. I wouldn't say, but no. just easy listen, easy yeah. listen, and super catchy. Always. Have you been listening to anything on your trip, sir? Um, I put Pandora on and just put it on shuffle, and put my headphones in because I had um, you know, Coast Van. I was, uh, you know, transporting geriatrics <laughs> the whole vacation, <laughs> helping them in and out the van. So they go to chitty chatting. Both headphones went in and turned it all the way up and just put it on random. So uh, probably, you know, Crystal Lake, Beckham Benjamin, you know, those kind of mixtures. The nor- the normal plays. Yeah, basically. So yeah, I listened to Three Doors Down yesterday. I've been listening to some August Burns Red, their new album, uh, Guardians, which is. Fantastic, by the way. Pretty solid. Yeah, haven't heard it yet. I didn't really care for the album. I mean, I liked it, but it just wasn't as good as their other albums. The album before this, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. But this one's really good, really good. And been listening to them, and obviously, Fit for a King is always on my playlist. I was listening to them on the way here. They're so damn good. God, they're so good. I guess I gotta check this out then. Uh, oh, Fit yes. for a King. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. They're my, my favorite band. Like I said, I'm kind of mad at myself because I threw music away for like six months now making this trip, but it's been podcast after podcast. Mm-hmm. What can I say? <laughs> Most of my trips home revolve around uh, podcasts. It helps me think and it just helps me kind of like de-stress from all the bullshit I've had to deal with throughout the day. No, not bullshit on the ambulance. No way. Yeah, right? Hmm. It's amazing. Podcasts just let me kind of... Just listen to other people just talk, you know? And it's just, it's, about their it's bullshit. It, yeah, about their bullshit. <laughs> right. And it's relaxing. I don't know. Just reminds you you're not alone, I think. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right? This guy also had a shitty week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, you know, listen to gaming podcasts and I see ways to improve ours. I think, I think that's really all that I've really been listening to. What about watching, sir? Uh, watching, I haven't really been watching anything. I've, I put so much time into The Witcher 3 on the ambulance. And, and that's, editing. And editing. <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't done really a whole bunch of editing over the last week. Kind of been taking a little little breaky break, a little mini vacation, a little hiatus. Yeah, yeah. I've watched a couple episodes of Sword Art Online. Been just watching some bullshit on YouTube. That's it. What about you, Chris? Oh, let's see. Shooting from the hip. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> I'm pausing so you can say it. Oh, it was coming. Shut up. There it is again. 
Uh, let's, well, they you know they dropped Community back on Netflix a couple months back, so just been blasting through that from start to finish. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that. It's too good. Mm-hmm. It's it, it it, just no. too good. But here in the very recent past, let's see, season three of Norseman got dropped. Never heard of that one either? No, no. Norseman? No. Norseman. I stumbled on it a couple years ago. It was like six episodes. They were 30 minutes apiece, and it's a parody about Viking life. <laughs> it is hysterical. It's that dry, Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> the dry British humor. And they make references to modern technology that they don't fully understand themselves. <laughs> like this guy's like whittling a spear with a knife and they're talking about how advanced the world is and stuff. Like it's just fantastic. It's good stuff. Norseman? Norseman, yes. Where's it on? Netflix. Oh. I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, I, actually, I tell you one show that I watched a few weeks ago that I was surprised how much I enjoyed was Outer Banks. My wife watched that and said, you need to watch this, you need to watch this. And I'm like... I'm trying to watch some other stuff, you know, right. some some, <laughs> qual- some quality anime is what I'm trying to catch up on, okay? <laughs> well, it's actually good. I'm not going to lie. She's not wrong. It's a modern-day Goonies, pretty much. Maybe that. There's nostalgia with mm-hmm. a new plot. My backlog. I, I mention it every week. It's just horrendous. It just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> Shout out. We should probably move on. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, spent, we have gone off the rails. This is what happens when we add a third member to our group. We just... It's true. We just randomly bullshit. If you don't, if you if you listen to the other uh, po- the other episode the other day, the Last of Us two, you didn't know. Okay, but I know uh, you're waiting on it. Yes, but. I'm definitely not going to ruin it for myself. <laughs> I'm sure it was a great podcast. It was it was it was a tangent and a half. <laughs> it was. We we recorded for like two and a half hours, yeah. I think. Good stuff for an hour long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's jump into. Uh, we're going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima real quick. Uh, I think the score I would give it as of right now in Act 2, and this is non-spoilers, so y'all can still listen to this, I would give it about a 7, maybe an 8, like a 7 to an 8 out of 10. I think it's the, what everybody was saying was, it's the most beautiful game in the world, or it's the most beautiful game on the PlayStation. It's not. The Last of Us 2 was graphically oh yeah, uh, superior than this game. Now, the environments, like the distance... And like the trees and stuff like that, that all looks great. The sunsets, you know, just the visuals they give you with the environment is amazing. But the character animations are shit. There's like subpar. no facial expressions. Yeah, subpar. The mouth doesn't move with the speaking. You know, when I play a Japanese, when I play a samurai game, I want to play it in Japanese. You know, I tried for a whole whopping five minutes. Yeah, and I couldn't get because the. It wasn't matched up with the... It's mouth for English, not Japanese. Sure. But it was that off, though. It was that bad. It bad. It reminded you like uh, like the Godzilla movies back in right. the day. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Like for me, but it, it made it worse. Because it was voiced for English, not Japanese. Yeah, it was like reversed. Ouch. It's like when the Japanese watch our movies. <laughs> They're like, oh, I want to watch it this way. Our guest last week, Dan, he gave it a 6 out of 10. He, he just recently beat it. The, all the things that he was telling us, he's completely right about. Character animations, oh, yeah. the it gets monotonous t- towards the end, and I mean that's every open world game, but it does get to the point like you're you're going after these fox dens, and these shrines, and these haikus, and a bunch of it is just it's kind of bullshit because they don't give you anything in return. It's tedious. For yeah, it's just collecting, just a collecting. Like if you're doing these haikus and you get like headbands with it. The headband should give you some sort of like power up or an upgrade when you have it on. Depending on what you pick, it should. It should, it but should. it doesn't. It's just a headband. 
I just spent all that time looking for this to not get anything in return. And then eventually, you know, your Fox, they put everything at the very beginning of you finding it, and then you're, like, fully upgraded. And then, like, you just collect stuff later in the game just to collect it. And it just right. doesn't... They should have either spaced it out or made you collect more to get the next upgrade, I think. And then the side quests... I mean, there isn't a ton of side quests. There's more side quests in The Witcher 3. Yeah, duh. Well, there's uh, more side quests in The Witcher 3 than most <laughs> other any two games combined. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> But what you're saying is, if my beautiful wife hears this podcast and decides to surprise me with a PlayStation, she should get Last of Us 2 before yes. Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. All right. Last of Us 2, you want to buy it for Chris? Thanks. This is, <laughs> this is the PS4 fairy. <laughs> okay. Just clearing that up. Yes. Oh, and uh, Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. Of course. Those are the two best games on PlayStation. All right. I mean... And Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man does. You know what? I was actually planning on doing a best PlayStation exclusive discussion like next week. You just knocked it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to keep this to a minimum. All right. That's probably safer. Yeah, because I want to save say that. So you need to listen to... You need to listen to the next episode to get Chris his PlayStation exclusives. Don't worry, babe. I'll tag you in it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the same sentiments. Um, I won't give it probably a seven. The graphics are crap. Like Matt said, those characters are just... you could As much time as you spent delaying the game, they could have made the game so much better. Don't get me wrong. Sound effects and the environment, spot on. Like Matt said, it's just... They could have done so much better. The story of what I've heard, and like I said, no spoilers, it's just back and forth. Like, it's great, and then it goes, man, and then no. With, with the story... You know, right before Act 2, when you're... Ah, spoilers. Not spoilers. I mean, I'm not going to say any spoilers, but it's kind of hard to say this moment. But it's like a little twist. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, okay. I was not uh, I was not expecting that. Yeah. And then I got my ass kicked by him like four or five times. Right. Boss, and I'm like, dude, you're kind of pissing me off. I forgot I was not even in the right armor. I changed it to the... Uh, the really good defensive armor that you get at the very beginning of the game. Oh, the samurai? Yeah, samurai. The family armor or whatever it's called? Yeah. And I whipped his ass. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's stupid. Like, your armor is key. Key. Carries a lot of weight then. Yes. Yeah. It does. All right. I was fighting with traveler's gear, and uh, you know, I should get my ass whipped. I mean, I have the Ronin stuff. I mean, you, you do some damage with that, but you could take a disgusting amount of damage with the family armor. Yeah. I think, I I think most of the stuff could be improved in a second game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I definitely want a second game. Just just what I've played to this point, I think if they took all the criticisms and just went with it, they could improve it and make a 10 out of 10 game next time. I mean, basically, in a nutshell, this is, what, Assassin's Creed, but Samurais? I do like the stance system. Oh, like, yeah. you're fighting. It gets kind of aggravating because you, you know, when you fuck up and you have, like, 100 guys around you at once. That sounds like Saturday night for you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or Tuesday or Thursday <laughs> days ain't in why that's true what are you a day racist <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know you're fighting a hundred guys and then you're like there's like spears guys and you have to change stance to fight the spears and the sword guys right behind you and you're having to it, it, it's fun but it gets kind of aggravating and chaotic I just, I just stay on that one the first stance you get like in the stone I think it is I stayed on that and just blocked everything. 
Fuck the spear guys. I hate the spear guys. Ever since I got the thing to, to parry them, I'm just like... Have you seen that video on Facebook or YouTube about that one dude that was playing it and he got shot by all the arrows? No. So, in the video, he jumps off a building and got met by 10 archers. And each one of them hit him in midair until he died. <laughs> so just wrecked. Just wrecked. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go there, wherever that is. I mean, when I tell you he got wrecked, he got devastated. There's a portion in the, I don't know if it's like towards the end of Act 1 or Act 2, you get people like, they're shooting cannons off at you. And dude, it's so funny to like dodge roll in front of like another enemy and he mm-hmm. shoots the enemy on fire. Yeah. <laughs> All you hear is, ah! <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's what you get, Mongolian. <laughs> Knock down my shitty wall. <laughs> but yeah, seven, seven, out, seven, eight out of ten, I think at this point. Yeah, definitely. So before we jump into the second portion of our mental health discussion, I want to talk about Hellblade. And I recently just beat it. It's a six-hour game. You can play it on xbox or the switch which is which is where i played it chris i think you played it on the switch as well yeah i played it on switch and then christian hasn't played it he doesn't plan on playing it no especially though it was six hours <laughs> to say was it's, it only six hours really it's I about six hours i guess i didn't notice i was thinking it was like eight or ten nah i think i uh, i also had to play it in pieces too so yeah know, i didn't I, have like a stopwatch just you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I googled it because I, I try to Google how like how long it is to beat games, right. so I kind of know what I'm getting into. Fair enough. And they said about six or seven hours, so it's a it's a fairly short game. But I don't know if like would you want it to be longer than six hours? I wouldn't. Not this game, anyways. Maybe like for Hellblade Two when it comes out. Possibly, but I'm gonna go with you, man. I'm gonna say no. Like <laughs> it's I, exhausting. It is, but I mean, I enjoyed it. First off, I really did like it. Yeah, it just. For, for what they were trying to do when they made the game, I think it was perfect. Mm-hmm. The Switch version, if you have the chance of playing it on the Switch or the Xbox, I haven't played on Xbox, don't play it on Switch. There's just numerous things about it that kind of takes you out of the game. It's kind of aggravating. You know, everything on Switch is kind of be downgraded in some fashion. The reasons why I don't like the Switch version very much, the graphics are downgraded, it's muddied, the frame rate dropped several times during the game it never dropped during battle like it never affected the actual gameplay but it would be like during cutscenes, it would just slow it down or if i'm running through like the forest or whatever it would just slow it down to a crawl and i'm like this is bad yeah i think the worst i noticed of that was coming out of a cutscene. right as you start walking in it almost seemed like the forest would have to re reanimate around you Mm -hmm. it's kind of annoying but yeah, it, it never interfered with combat, never killed me, so that's always a good thing. I did have subtitle issues. Did you have subtitle issues? No, no, I actually didn't. So, they'd be talking, and I would get subtitles from like five minutes later. Wow. And I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of, I guess, spoilers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then it would eventually catch up and then it would move on until five minutes later i have no idea how that happened. i'm glad it didn't happen to me don't get me wrong but man that yeah it did not match up at all wow. the subtitles okay which if you're playing the game subtitles definitely yeah most definitely but my switch version i would have given it 
a seven out of ten. Seven, eight out of ten. I mean, it's a good short game. The gameplay is very simplistic. You're basically doing puzzles, and you're kind of looking for symbols in the forest and in the, I mean, whatever. You're just kind of, it's kind of hard to explain. I think that, I, th- I think the simplicity was intentional though, and I'm sure we'll get more into that. But oh, that's part of why I liked it, not just to flow through, but kind of. Well, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. You didn't cut me off. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So first glance, I think seven's pretty accurate. Um, I didn't really read up on it before I played it. My friend turned me on to it and said, "Man, you've just you've got to play this. It's super short, but it's right up your alley. Hand to hand combat. There's a lot of themes of raging psychosis in it." He said, "You'll just absolutely love dissecting it," and he pr- pretty much hit the nail on the head. I would definitely have, if, if my Xbox were an option, I would have gotten it on the Xbox because it's like a third of the price, and I'm sure it was just a much easier experience. I've seen the graphics on the Xbox compared to the Switch, and it's night and day. Oh, wow. Okay. It looks so much better. That's the video I watched on it. Yeah, it was just it was well, almost I, like Ghost of Tsushima graphics of the environment. That great. Yeah. Wow. I kind of hate myself now, but oh well. Couldn't play it on the Xbox anyway, so... Oh, at first glance, I would say it was like a forty percent Dark Souls with the psych themes and the uh, pretty basic combat. Forty uh, percent Tomb Raider from the puzzle aspects and kind of just the environmental atmosphere, and twenty percent Resident Evil just on sheer creepiness and horror. Yeah, and horror. You know, I will. I hundred percent agree with you on that. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I yeah, questioned that's... myself when I wrote that. <laughs> but I was fairly confident. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty accurate. Uh just heads up. Spoilers moving further into this conversation. Well, so a little late, huh? Yeah. I did this last week. I'm so terrible at it. But we have I don't we have back, right? Huh? You can edit it back and insert I it. I right? can, but you know, I don't really want to. I mean the, I feel alright guys, the game is three years old. If we're spoiling it for you now, it's your own fault. <laughs> True. Although, to actually, no, that's not fair at all, because I didn't even know the game existed until somebody told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. But yes, spoilers from this point forward. So, uh, just real quick. So, essentially, Hellblade, you're following this protagonist, Senwa, and she's traveling through this realm called Helheim, and she's on her way to rescue the soul of her dead lover, Dillian. And she's she has to go fight Hela, the goddess of the underworld, and retrieve his soul. So essentially the whole game, she's carrying around his skull on her back. And she has to present that to Hela, beat Hela, and then get his soul back. Dillian is essentially the only person in her life that has shown her like compassion and love. And they portray her, her mental illness as the darkness, is what they call it in the game. They don't ever say illness or anything like that. Uh, darkness or curse is how they describe it so that's the whole point of the game is to go find dillian's soul some tidbits from i found from the background though that actually made the game better for me after i played it it's from ninja theory devil may cry heavenly sword and eh, played them enjoyed them nothing right home about in my opinion i mean just kind of chaining attacks together and stuff so i kind of i'm glad i didn't know that going into this because i would have put this in the same category but it was completely different it was actually very low budget. There were only 20 people in the development studio from start to finish, and that's including 
the doctor from Cambridge that contributed everything that they used oh, about wow. psychosis and whatnot, and the three voice actors. Or, I'm sorry, the three live-action actors. They actually use live-action, hmm. and that hardly ever works for games. But despite the fact that I played it on Switch, I still thought the movements were pretty fluid. You know, I'm sure there were things they could have changed that they had more money, but for what they were given to work with, I thought it all turned out really well. The acting was really good. Like from the uh, Sinwa. Right. Yeah, really good voice. Really good acting. She looks just like that in real life. I know I, that's I mean, a pretty I, common theme with a lot of these actors now, but, I mean, exactly like Sinwa did. It's it's The first couple hours of that game are so exhausting, trying to understand what the hell is going on. Why you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because the, and this is kind of an issue, but it's also, you know, part of the puzzle aspect. You got to get it 100% right. You know, if you stand back to, like, if you're too far to the left, like, just a smidge, it won't clear the puzzle for you. Because you're essentially, like, you're looking for, like, there's, like, two pieces of lumber sticking up. And you have to shift to your left a little bit. And there's another, like, a tree coming down, and it makes, like, an H. That's the puzzle to find an H. Wow. So if you're not over just enough to make that H. Yeah, it's all about angles. Pretty much. That's game of life. (laughs) Right? And, I mean, that got kind of annoying in the very beginning. That's what was kind of setting me off. But once you actually beat the two bosses at the very beginning and you enter into Helheim, the game just blasts off off for me. It was so much better after that. Then you go through the trials... And yes. Like it's supposed to slow down, but that's probably my favorite part of the whole game was the four trials. Mm-hmm. And the trials are essentially her fighting her demons of her life. With no it, weapon. With no weapon. Well, you, you get a weapon. Do you? I thought you walked through. But I, okay. I, that's a couple months ago when I played through it. No, you're trying to get the. Uh, trying to unlock the weapon, right? Like the. Uh, the like right. master sword. Oh. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's called. The master sword. <laughs> That's it. It glows blue. They call it the sword that can kill a god, pretty much. That's all you gotta know about it. Yeah. So yeah, you, you gotta go through the four trials, and once you do them, you get the sword, and you can go kill Hella with it. The gameplay, I can't parry worth a shit on a normal basis, but in this game, parrying never got old. Never got old. Absolutely loved it. Parry was your friend. It was, especially for a couple of the bosses. There's like the sight is what they call it. When you slow down time, mm-hmm. and that's how you beat the guys with the shields and shit. That part of the gameplay was so much fun, but it got kind of chaotic, and it was pissing me off sometimes because there would be like three in front of you, and then and this is why you have to have your headphones on and subtitles because the voice there's voices speaking to you throughout the gameplay, so it's like schizophrenia. Sure, and they'll be like, "Oh, behind you, behind you." And there'll be, there'll be a motherfucker behind you, and you get hit. And you're like, dude, really? You, you couldn't have been, you couldn't have told me that like a split second earlier. Well, that was a, that was one of my. Well, yeah, backtracking. You absolutely have to play it with a headset. It's not even worth ten dollars and four hours of your time if you don't. But I think that's what they were going for, right? So when looking at themes of modern day psychosis versus what Sinwa was dealing with in her time, they didn't know it was psychosis, like you mentioned. I mean, they just thought she was cursed or, you know, demonic or whatever, but the game itself is actually empathetic toward schizophrenia and psychosis and depression today. So the voices are the most obvious aspect, but there are several others, but starting with the voices, what's crazy to me about those is they recorded it with a binaural audio, and I don't know all the science that goes behind that, but I know whatever the hell they did worked, because it was (laughs) fantastic. I mean, 
They don't only sound like you're they're in your head, but they sound like they could be six feet away from you, ten feet away from you, coming from any direction at any given time. They change when you have your headphones on. They change from ear to ear. Right. Oh. It is really cool. And the thing about schizophrenia is, it most of the time you don't catch patients who have it at first because the voices aren't always bad. They don't start off telling these people to hurt themselves or hurt other people. Uh, some people actually report. Uh, attribute successes in life to what these voices that they've identified or tell them to do. So with Sinwa, they say, watch out, duck, behind you, and all that. So you dodge roll out of the way, and most of the time they help you. But what really pisses you off is when one of the little bastards lies to you and tells you, <laughs> watch out. So you dodge roll, and when you pop back up, there's this dude with an axe just beaming down on your face. <laughs> and then to make it worse, they laugh at you after. They do. Like, <laughs> it, is, it is maddening. Yeah, halfway through the game, I'm like, if I'm trying to figure out this goddamn puzzle. Shut the fuck up right. for just a minute. <laughs> uh, it's the worst, but it's also great. Like, I just think I think Ninja Theory did a great job showing what it's like to deal with psychosis. Yeah, amazing. So, did you ever figure out that, because you know the symbols would pop up like red on your screen when you got close to the, mm-hmm. to the symbol? Yeah, I got like six puzzles in and realized that. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Because I'd be walking around, where's this motherfucking H at? Right. And you're, you're also, when you get close, like, you see the symbol all around you, but that's yeah. when you're within, like, a 30-feet radius of it. So yeah, that's sometimes it's about. still sickening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did the same thing. I, like, I knew I was close, but they, they make it hard enough to piss you off on purpose, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, the first couple hours of the game are more difficult than the puzzles in the later portion. I don't know if that's because you're used to it or if they just got easier I'm going to lean towards you got used to it because you know what you're looking for. Because they use sort of the same symbols over and over again. Well, and I might have dug too deep in this. I might have, honestly. Because like I said, I was fascinated from start to finish, but I also think that was intentional. Uh, So think about the number 23, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Patterns. People dealing with psychosis generally find comfort in simple patterns, but obsess over complicated ones. So... I think it was the same effect. Like, they made it harder at first so you could be as frustrated as Sinwa would have been in that situation. But as she learned to cope and as she learned to deal with it and as she learned to grasp grasp somewhat of a reality, it kind of simplified itself in the end. Sir, don't be bringing no intelligence on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty deep. But, I mean, now that you say it, that makes complete sense. Well, I got more. (laughs) <laughs> you just tell me to shut up whenever you want to but no you know that could be complete bullshit I really don't know that's just my take on it I mean it makes sense to me so yeah there's multiple voices speaking throughout the game and like Chris said they're watch out or they're laughing at you or why is she doing this why is she going that way she's lost just and making I, you question every decision yeah, you make yeah I'm like no this is a straight path I can only go straight <laughs> well, she's lost she doesn't know where she's going I I'm looking at the door. <laughs> Did I miss something? Stop yelling at me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And at some point, you're just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and these voices portray like self-doubt a lot of times. And then, like, I don't, I don't know the word for it, but like, like praise. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're doing good. And then sometimes just existential dread. Yeah, like, you self-loathing. Well now. Like, you're never going to make it. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You're never going to make it. You're going to die. You're going to die, clown. <laughs> it gets creepy as shit at first, and then it's annoying, but by the end of it, you like you feel like you beat the voices. Just like, you know what? Shut the hell up, because I just did it. <laughs> but that's like the whole point 
of the game is to beat the darkness or curse. So essentially she beats two bosses and that opens up the gate or the bridge to Hella, to Helheim. And that's when you go do the, the trials to get the sword to go kill Hella. What you what you think about that ending? What part? Like um, the actual action of how the game ended or the story afterward? Forgot about that part. Let's talk about that part first. The uh, gameplay part. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to have a nice chuckle at myself here. I got spoiled on it. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, did I was not. spoiling things, bro. Yeah. I was I was looking up something for the, for the game and I kind of just stumbled. I mean, oh. I'm an idiot. I fell into it. So. No, at this point, I wish I would have. Like, I get why they did it. I understand completely. It's actually, it's addressing something called determination versus despair. And, uh, again, with psychosis, that's one of the biggest, sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's easy to move past, but that's just kind of one of the, how far are you going to let this take you before you give into it, right? And to backtrack in the game a little bit, do you remember the part where, I don't remember where it was, I think it was right before you got to the bridge. You shut the door, and then... Fucking fire demon busts out, and you have to run and solve three really fast puzzles while he's yes. chasing you. Yes. There's only three different ways you could do that. There's one route you could take going left, there's one route you can take going right, and the easiest way to do it is to backtrack and make him chase you around the whole map. And yeah, that's what I did. That's what I did too. But I just I just ran in circles. <laughs> I'm like, nope, not there. And I just kept running. Well, the determination factor is when I saw this dude the first time, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm about to wreck your shit. Come on. And then you realize, oh, no, you kill me when you touch me. So <laughs> immediate despair. But they kind of mimic that in the ending as well. So you finally get to Hela, and you've already unlocked the Sword of the Gods or whatever it's called at this point. So every enemy you're killing is taking two to three hits versus seven or eight. So your confidence is just through the roof. You're slashing and hacking, and you're just having fun with it. And then 30 minutes later, you realize, I'm still slashing and hacking and just having fun with it. And you either feel like an idiot or the determination kicks in and you keep going. But the point with Sinwa was overall despair, right? So you just have to give up at some point. They te- The voices say, just give up. They're just, telling you the whole time. Just give up. When it gets to that portion of the, the fight, they're just like, give up. Just just give it up. Just give it up. And you're like, no, shut up. I and then will you give, not. <laughs> and then you give it up. And that's how you go further into the game. You have to, to give up. They tell you how to win the entire time. Right. And, oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, it's, it, a, it's a great... It it's was no- well done, but it was still maddening as shit. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, the, uh, back to the, the little fire demon. He first showed up. I was like, I do not want to fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not something I want to mess with. You handled that better than I did. That <laughs> was like the suicide grunts from Halo. <laughs> so, yeah, I never... I never I didn't die from him. I didn't try to beat him. I got pretty close, though. Trying to make my way through that maze. Oh, yeah. No, he, he roasted me. I didn't, <laughs> he took me three tries to figure the maze out. And I was like, oh, just try running backwards. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the ending. So, essentially, she dies. Or she doesn't die, but she dies. You don't know. In the very beginning, you're like, okay, well, she's in this other realm or whatever. But, no. This entire thing is kind of like in her head. But it's kind of weird because... She's all beaten to shit at the very end, and Hella kills her. And the whole point was for Sinwa to kind of let go of, because you know she's dreading over Dillian. That's her. That's her big obsession is Dillian. She's right. Just keeps moving forward. That's all she cares about. 
And then she finally lets go, lets go of Dillian. She says, I can't save you. I love you, but I have to like move on essentially. And then Hela kills her. And then essentially Hela takes her place. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. It's very open for interpretation. I don't know if that means she's going to be possessed by Hela in the second game. or. So Hela stabs her with the, the god sword. Sinwall falls down and you think she died. I'm like, bro, really? That's how this ends. <laughs> That's how this ends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then she it goes into this little cutscene of her kind of letting go of everything. It shows her waking up, and it's actually Hella that's dead. And then she's back in, like, the real world now. Mm-hmm. She's, like, out of her mind. Like, not, like, crazy out of her mind, but, like, no longer fighting inside her mind. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the, the point of the entire game, is she's trying to fight these demons inside her head, fight this illness. The story is just, is just incredible. It, just, it, it made me beg the question, was any of this real? And I know that was the point of it, obviously. But she's beating the shit when she comes back to the real world. Could she have harmed herself? Thinking that all that stuff was going on. Could she have actually stabbed herself and then somehow survived it thinking hell stabbed her? It's true, sir. You know, I mean, it, it really... Yeah, how many times do we see that on ambulance? Yeah, a lot of times. They could be doing all that stuff and we're like, how did you do that? I don't know. Is, is Dillion even dead? Or did Dillion even exist? Because that's the whole point of the whole movie. I don't think they would mess with that maybe, you, maybe you mean like does someone that actually loves her is actually real or did she create that whole either, either or honestly i have no idea it was such an open ending you could go 300 different directions with it but i'm excited to find out where they go next i really am yeah just anything else you want to mention about hillblade sir uh do i got like three minutes i kind of want to talk about the combat a little bit because that was the only other big psych thing that i pulled out of it go ahead sweet uh, and I'll try to be quick, guys. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> and done. so there's combat. You have a sword. You swing it. Got it. Done. The combat system was very simple, and I think that was by design. You can do six things. You can walk, look around, melee, parry, regular hit, and hard hit. That's about it, right? Yeah, it's it's very simplistic. And they're including the bosses. There are actually only seven enemies in the game, That's and they all get thrown at you at one time at the very end. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. At the same time. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. And the boss. Yeah. Side note, Garm sucked. Garm was the worst. The giant-ass hellhound, he, he sucked. It just went dark, and all you can do is dodge roll. Oh, yeah! The lights come back on. Yes. Ugh. I died a few times. Uh, but, yeah, so I think it's simple by design, going back to that. When you treat psychosis, obviously there's medication involved, but the, the easiest way to ground someone even with medication attached, is to, uh, what's the best way to put this, find beauty and simplicity, if you will, life tasks that we kind of take for granted but could help someone stay grounded in a routine. I mean, stuff like waking up early enough to make a breakfast before you go to work or getting a cup of coffee on your way out the door or even remembering to brush your teeth every night. Like, we don't even think about doing that stuff. We just do it. But for somebody who's being driven out of their mind by delusions and hallucination, that kind of stuff could be... I don't know, a totem, if you will, to keep them in reality. I kind of thought the combat moves and combinations that you use were your totems, right? To keep you grounded. That's what you can control versus the enemies who are parts of everyday life that get thrown at you out of order, Mm -hmm. right? So when everything's going great, it's all simple. I'm controlling what I can control and controlling what I can control. But even with only having seven enemies in the game, you get waves and waves and waves, and they mix up the waves. So you finally figure out how to kill this one certain enemy, but as soon as you figure it out, 
he gets coupled with two of the big bastards that throw the axes at you from across the map. Yes. So, you know, I just I thought the game did a really good job of showing how even though people when they're dealing with psychosis can learn ways to manage and control what they're going through, life can still figure out ways to make that worse for them. Again, I just thought the entire process was very empathetic toward the illness itself. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's all I got. But yeah, Chris, those are those are great points, and I kind of didn't dive into it as deep as that. Uh, so I'm kind of glad that brought you on to talk about that because now I have like a better understanding of everything. Oh, that's thanks. what's great. That's what's great about like podcasts and kind of listening to other people's thoughts on video games. You kind of oh, sure. you kind of get woke <laughs> <laughs> to you know other people's interpretations of the video game, and I think this is not a video game. It's probably not a video game for everybody. No, no, definitely not. But it's a different video. I've never played one like it. It was definitely unique and in its own class. So if you're looking for something unique, if you're looking for a great story, because that's where it all is. And by the way, the story is, it jumps from one place to another. So it's not linear in any aspect. In any capacity. Uh, Do you think Sinwa got raped? Because she's on, she's laying on the ground at one point on her stomach, and her dad is talking, and because that's kind of the guy that is a catalyst behind everything. Her, her mom had the darkness, and then it passed on to her. Well, her dad burned mom at the stake like a witch, because hmm. she's cursed. But you see her laying on the ground, and you can see like subtle movements of like her head going forward. I, you know, I hadn't thought about that honestly. I did not. I'm not sure what I was thinking was happening during that scene, but I didn't catch that at all. So that's a distinct possibility. Because I'm watching, I'm like, "Bro, is it she raped?" That like it doesn't sense. show her dad at all. It just he's talking. I, I I forget what specific moment in the game that it's happening, but the entire screen is black with the exclusion of her, and you and she's not moving, like. Where you, a jerk. Yeah, it's just like little sudden movements of her head going forward. Subtle nods. Yeah. I'm mm. like, did she get raped? And I kind of like Googled it, and people have other similar ideas as Quite well. Quite possibly. I mean, that definitely would explain I that. mean, that goes to the uh, mental illness and people abusing you. Yeah. you know? Right. And trauma-induced psychosis is definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just real quick, we'll talk about Hellblade 2. We'll preview that. Uh, not much is known about it. I'm definitely going to play it. It's going to come out on Xbox Game Pass when it releases. So I'm definitely playing that uh, day one. The two trailers that have come out, they have been in-engine. So it basically looks like it is in the game. And it's supposed to be set in Iceland. And it's supposed to have this Viking aesthetic to it. And 100%, I am there for that. Yeah, me too. And in the vi- and then the trailers, she's like chanting like these... It's almost like pagan rituals, kind of. Mm-hmm. And she's chanting. And it's such a complete 180 from what she is in Hellblade 1, where she's reserved, shy. She's not very confident right. in the first one. And then in the second one, she's chanting. She's in this. She's in front of like a, a crowd of people. And she's not the introvert that she was in the first one. So I'm like, okay. So... We're about to go to war, and I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm going to get on board. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Uh, I really hope that they don't 13 reasons why it. Oh, God. If that makes sense. Like, I, they, they picked an issue for the first game, and that's what they stuck with. 
So I'm hoping they figure out a way to evolve that into the second game rather than just giving her this complete alter ego and starting from scratch. But I am excited to see how it turns out nonetheless because the trailers did me. They just look badass. That would piss me off if they do it, if they do it that way. I didn't know. I, 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 everybody knows how something gets 13 reasons wide, huh? Yeah. First two seasons were fantastic. Then they just made yes. every. Okay. I actually, I actually mentioned it. That out. <laughs> I actually mentioned it. Uh, Oh, a few episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you have psychosis all of a sudden? What the what the fuck? What is happening? <laughs> this is terrible. Why am I watching it? Did you get raped? <laughs> uh, that was terrible. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? So, uh, so yeah, I'm definitely going to play it when it comes out. There's no release date on it yet. And who knows when we'll... When we'll get it. But no I'm excited about it. I hope, like you said, I hope they don't take that left turn and do something completely different. They just need to build off what they already have. I mean, if they make her this confident girl that's supposed to be slaying some demons and shit, 100%, I am in. Absolutely. Or if they kind of, yeah. And if they build upon the voices and just do that, then yeah, I'm there. I think it's going to be fun to play either way. Yeah. And I'm going to be excited about it until I have a reason not to be. So... There you go. There you go. And kind of bouncing off of the Hellblade discussion and the mental health in that, we're going to start our part two of a three-part series, Mental Health in Video Games. Part one was with Ryan Bourne. We were released that a couple weeks ago. Once the series is done, I'm going to release it as a entire episode. So if you want to listen to it all at once, you can. If not, then don't. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> just, just listen to the episode. You'll be right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was just going to release it all at once at the end. Make it one, just in case you want to... If you do like it, you can listen to it all at once. Chris has some history in the, the mental health side of things. He used to be a counselor, right? Uh, yeah, I graduated in 15. I was a school counselor in Purvis for K through 12. I miss it every day. miss the clients, but at the end of the day, sometimes... What you do isn't worth who you have to do it for. And that's all I'm going to say. So, right. Kind of taking a shift. but Well, you know, you say that, but it's kind of the same, same shit that Christian and I deal with on the ambulance. It's like, you know, sometimes it, it means something to, to help those people, but sometimes it's like, dude, I'm getting, I'm getting skull fucked every day. To oh. do this? Is that what you're referring to? No, no, sorry. Oh, I don't mean that either. I love my job. No, no, no. <laughs> it's different for you guys. Like I said, I mean, it's, it's completely different. I, I can't imagine the stuff you see on a daily basis. I, I loved what I did and who I did it with. I just hated the company I did it for. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, they, well, we it was just that. one of those yeah, situations that. That, you know you try to help somebody you try to make a kid's life better you do the best you can and you're taking your work home with you mentally and physically but at the end of the day the company that's paying you to do it cares more about how much money you're bringing in than who you're actually helping so that's why I kind of had to take a step away from it we 100% relate with that okay yeah, definitely yeah it I still take it home and that's kind of well, that's I, kind of the reason why I, I'm sure you do. Yeah, that's kind of the reason why we both started this podcast. I don't know if you know this, but I was I was literally mowing grass one day, and I was like, you know what? I am just tired of the shit I have to deal with on the ambulance. That I need something to, I need to grow something 
and have a fallback. You know, I, w- I want to get out of the healthcare. Sure. Healthcare has, for all the benefits that it has given me, it also has things that it has taken away from me or negative consequences that it has given me. Well, of course. And that's either personally, like just myself or things involving my family. It's just, I've devoted so much time to healthcare. And I asked Christian one day, and I was like, dude, let's do a podcast and let's get out of healthcare. And then we'll try to grow it. He's like, fuck yeah. And, you know, here we are. Uh, the best part of that is you were just automatically on board. Yes. I love that. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to convince him. I sent him a long ass text like I normally do. And he was like, the one word. Okay. <laughs> Podcast question mark done. I'm like, we're doing it this week. Yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a very good uh, texter by any means. You know, at one point I was, I actually sw- swapped majors in college mm-hmm. to do mental mental health and oh, really? stuff like that. Yeah, I wanted to be a like a psychologist or at one point because I was going to go to to med school was my initial uh, major and it was majoring in bio- biology. And then when I got into biology, I realized I fucking hate biology. Why am I majoring in it? Fair enough. <laughs> so I swapped majors to psychology. And this is where the, the ambulance has negatively affected kind of a portion of my life. I was like, you know, I got so much shit I'm dealing with right now, personally. I don't want to have to deal with other people's problems, you know? Like, I don't feel like I'm the person to help them with that because I'm dealing with my own shit. Right. And unfortunately, in that field, that is a, that is one of the biggest issues they have with being understaffed is because, I mean, you, you you hear stories all day, every day. You see six or seven clients a day, and you're hearing about just abuse at home, uh, rape, things like that. And, you know, what you feed your brain is what comes out of your mouth most of the time, so it turns your thoughts dark, mm-hmm. you know? There can be environmentally induced depression as a big, big thing. Um in that field working especially with that age group because I, I you guys mentioned a few weeks ago we're on the last mental health clip that the worst stories you have are the ones that deal with kids yep you know and again i can't begin to imagine the things you guys see and do on a daily basis i'm not in any way trying to put myself in that parameter by any means but it's just kind of it's different but i think same spectrum though like i couldn't yeah, i couldn't, I couldn't sit, sit there and listen talking to somebody else and then trying to help them there's no way like my mentality like matt said it's just it's it, i'm not like i can just say fried yeah like i have those very emotions, abrasive those emotions i have are just drained like when we do on the ambulance he sees the beginning of the psychosis he sees the maybe the middle part we see the end right right where everybody is at that breaking point or they already broke you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and we have to deal with the rage, with the aggression. You know, not what he's in the office. You know, not not saying anything bad. I'm just saying you're sitting no, in the no. office. You're talking. We're in the in their in their in their environment. We're not in our environment. Like, we're not in our office. Like, you know, obviously, you know, our ambulance is our office. But how often do we sit in the back of an ambulance doing that? We usually have to go inside the house and get these people. Right. And you, like I said, they're at their breaking point. They, you know, off their meds or off of this, or they got bad news, or they're off their routine. It's just trying to figure that out and fight them and try to help them. It's just, it it does not go in tandem by any means. 
I, I, like I said, I think I think it's completely different the two situations, but I couldn't do what you do or no. did. So Mm-mm. power to you, sir. Well, apparently neither could I, because <laughs> I don't do it anymore. But it is what it is. I do I do miss the clients more than anything, you know. So you've never had like personally, you've never had any issues with depression, anxiety, nothing like that. Like you've never needed like an outlet to control something like like stress. Well, uh, at face value, I would have said no. But now that I've kind of revisited that part of my life, I would say those two years, I probably had some environmentally induced depression. Maybe not full-on depression, but at least symptoms pointing in that direction. And yeah, video games of all kind were my outlet in that. Did you play anything specific? That, because I always tell my wife, hey, when I get home, I need to... I had a shit day at work. I just want to sit... And it used to be Destiny. I just want to shoot and... And it's going to sound bad when I say it. But everybody understands what I'm saying. I just want to go home and shoot some people. That's all I want to do. Nope. That makes perfect sense. So that was my outlet for the longest time was Destiny 2. Yep. Mine was Call of Duty. Because it was the same the same aspect. I wanted to go home. And I just wanted to just, you know, blow past some, some stress. I mean, I have three kids at home. Don't get me wrong. They are their own stress. And I wouldn't need like video games to go deal with their stress. I mean, their kids. I mean, sure. you know, it is what it is. But the work aspect. I mean, I've mentioned this a bunch of times. I just finished paramedic school, and that was a year and a half of fuckery. Fuckery, yeah. Force feeding, bottle feeding of information into my head, and then having to go take two of the worst tests of my life of just stress. I mean, no, Matt, Matt knows what I'm talking about. Like, these tests were, like, built to fuck your brain, basically. True story. Like, you walk out and you go, I don't even know who the fuck I am. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? So it's like beating Hellblade. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. So when I finished that, and this is me, I've, I've dealt with depression myself. I've been, you know, I went and talked to a few people. I didn't get the help that I needed, but... I dealt with it in my way, like in video games. I go out and hang out with some friends, you know, those things. Sure. But, like I said, video games were my biggest stress relief. Played Call of Duty, you know, played Assassin's Creed, you know, just stuff with a story to get out of my story. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. So, Absolutely. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I still have touches of depression, but it's nowhere near what it was years ago like I had I'm not I didn't have great partners I had good partners like Jordan Keller was an amazing person but he had you know aspects of his life family wise because it was like part of my family because there he's married he was married to my wife's cousin so his family stuff was my family stuff so there was no outlet then I had Matt and like he kind of lifted me to an area shout out (laughs) To an area to where my mentality was not where it was. It wasn't in a dark place. It wasn't anything. I actually enjoyed going to work despite what I had to deal with. It was basically just 12 hours of this podcast. (laughs) Basically, in a nutshell. But then I went to P school and kind of, you know, took that away. Yeah. But now that we have have this podcast, I mean, I I still hang out with him a lot and talk to him all the time. He has mentored me through my paramedic 
more so. I mean, my wife's a paramedic too. Don't get me wrong. She helps me, but it's my wife. She sees my health in this in a certain way of a loving. Matt thinks of it as, uh, you know, more of a bromance. Like, you know, love should be. But As it should. (laughs) But it was, like I said, video games helped me a lot. And, you know, for HIPAA and all this, I had one call. And I I think Matt was working on a call because I think I heard him on the radio. And this was my first one as a paramedic. Matt knows about this because I've talked to him about it. And I can't really say much. It involved a kid. And it was my first one by myself. I had no backup other than my partner on the truck. And I I texted my wife because I knew she wasn't busy. And I called her crying. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. You know, because EMS, you don't want to show... It's like Poker Face. You don't want to show your cards. And you don't want to show that emotion on your face despite what hell you're about to go into and I texted her and I, and I told you I was crying I hid it from my partner she didn't know about it till after the whole the whole call mm-hmm. and I mean it don't haunt me anymore because you know I've been doing EMS for 11 years now so that emotional spectrum is just gone except for in the heat of the moment so like I said Matt knew about this I texted him and called him about it and talked to him about it and the aspects of that call was it's pretty fucked up let's put it that way the way it went down the way it happened because school for a year and a half doesn't train you for that it doesn't despite the force feeding of the information it does not prepare you for what you have to go through mentally physically like say we were driving to the hospital with with going to it and i think we were probably going 80 miles an hour but in the back of that ambulance, I was sitting there going, why the fuck are we not here yet? Why the fuck are we not driving? And I hear through the little window, we're doing 80. Time stopped. Like, the whole way, time stopped. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I've only been doing this paramedic thing for, what, six months? I think it's the part where it speeds up and you don't ever get shit done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, you had that for me because I drove 90 everywhere. Great. That's not the point. I mean, no, I never drove fast. <laughs> but a uh, mental health thing with this, it just... You have to have an outlet. You really do. I play airsoft and I play video games. Airsoft is pretty much live video games. You go around shooting people with plastic BBs. It's it's entertaining. And I mean, I don't get to do it so much now because I work so much like Matt does. Like, catch my wife yelling at me all the time. Why are you playing video games? Well, that's where my friends are. And that's where my stress relief is. She has her own stress, but she deals with it with family. That's how she de-stresses. I don't do that. I don't know if it's a guy thing or... We have the guy thing. Everybody has their thing, man. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Chris? The the stigma around mental health and video games is always negative. And that's kind of what this, this series was meant to be in the very beginning when I, when I pitched the idea to Christian. I was like, it's always this negative thing that gets brought up, like through the media or whatever. And, again, we don't want to get too political with this, but I wanted to spin a spin a positive light on the subject matter and i think video games can help with mental health just in general because we use it nowadays as stress i'm not depressed like i was you know back in 2010 2009 2010 2020 
2020? <laughs> <laughs> so, so nowadays I use it more as a uh, as stress relief than I do for like depression or help along along those lines. Like you would have to agree with us that there's more of a positive side than there is this negative side. 100%. And at this point, I mean, this is 2020 science agrees. I look back through some notes from a couple years ago just because I kind of had a broad idea of a couple things that we were going to be talking about. And again, like you said, not to get too political, but the biggest stigma around video games, especially in the last 15 years, is the attribution to gun violence on the rise, right? I mean, and again, I'm just going to be very brief. Gun violence peaked in the U.S. in 93. What were the shooter games back then? Doom, Quake, Contra, everything was 2D. You shot little fireballs. It was not GoldenEye yet. No. Which is the best shooter of all time. Prove me wrong. <laughs> it's on the paper. <laughs> it is. Uh, so it peaked in 93, and it steadily declined all the way up until about 2011. And then it's kind of leveled off. And this is not deaths. This is not accidents. This is crimes committed with a firearm. And it only started to rise again in the last couple of years. But not getting political so you know by needs to know why there's so many issues that divide the world now that's what happened there but what else happened around the mid 90s right the n64 came out mm-hmm. so if you follow the pattern and see how games evolved and graphics cards evolved even up until now it shot down and leveled off while games were becoming more violent more aggressive more realistic and then in the last couple years when games actually started going back the direction of animated rather than realistic like with Fortnite games are looking like video games again and not like Call of Duty looking like a movie Mm -hmm. so if you make any assumption based off the data it's almost the opposite right so gun violence goes down when people have some way to work their anger out that doesn't involve somebody else right I mean am I saying that games have never taken it too far of course not what Call of Duty was it where you're like rolling through the airport and you whip out a saw and right. just, I mean, yep, shouldn't have done that. Oops. <laughs> Fuck that one up. <laughs> but, I mean, My bad. You, you did. But you, then they remade it twice. <laughs> right. Oh, God. But uh, yeah, as a general rule, no, the pattern follows the opposite assumption. And the only other study that I even had to pull up for this was this study done in 2015 on 700 teenagers, 13 to 18. Uh, parents let them sign up for the study. It was done in Denver. And so they go in, they measure their pulse. I mean, I'm sorry, heart rate, blood pressure, and oxygen levels, right? Then they let them play various kinds of video games for an hour and a half, and they measure them again. All they're trying to figure out is, do games actually change your state of mind and or physical attributes? And if so, how? Anything from horror games funny games, boxing games, racing games. I mean, there was a whole list comprised in the study that I read about, right? The only thing that even changed anybody's quoted mood, nothing really changed um, the vital signs at all. The only kind of games that even changed somebody's mood were horror games. And it Mario wasn't games? Anger. Huh? Mario games? No, horror games. <laughs> uh, horror. Of course, you said Mario games, because that would be true. <laughs> that, that, that would definitely be true. No, scary oh, games. And it wasn't even a change in anger. It was a change in fear levels and anxiety. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you get I mean, creeped out, you get creeped out. That's is the, what it that's is. the focus on the, the game. So, I mean, in short, it's, it's as you look back and think about all the assumptions that people make and just throw at the gaming industry, it's asinine. 
because the only thing they want to talk about is gun violence, but they don't address the other types of violence in video games. I mean, when's the last time you played Dynasty Warriors and then wanted to rip out a battle axe and run through the mall letting people have it? You know? I it's, mean, <laughs> well... <laughs> it was like, you know, last Tuesday. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's everyday on ambulance. Right? <laughs> that's fair. You know, we have so much data and so many studies have been done now. This is just barely scratching the surface. If video games do anything, they help. And they definitely help. I mean, I, I agree. Taking raw data out of it, you ask anybody that plays, I don't know, what would you say, even three hours of any type of video game a week, yeah. why do they do it? You either want to escape from your boring reality. Right. Or de-stress. Or de-stress. Yep. I, uh, and that's kind of the same thing the media tries to portray, like, metal music. Right. As this thing that causes aggression and... And shit like that and it's the exact opposite the exact opposite and I don't think they have people in the media that actually listen to metal music that would understand this coming from metalhead of at least I don't even know how many years I've been listening to metal it's been a long fucking time uh, we've been to lots lots of shows you and I one or two yeah in 2009 my parents got divorced I was in paramedic school so that may of 2010 was when I was supposed to graduate. Mm-hmm. So it was like right smack dab towards the end of my my school. It just, it came out of left field so much. And I've actually, y'all will probably be the only two people that I've ever told this face to face. And then obviously, you know, everybody <laughs> else, people? Yeah. <laughs> okay. everybody else is going to hear it after it. But my parents don't even know this. It was such a, a shock to me that it happened. Like I don't know if I was looking for the I don't I wasn't looking for the signs and symptoms of divorce or whatever so it just it hit me just like inside of the face like oh, and I was knocked out you know like of course not one hitter quitter yeah one hitter quitter <laughs> and I fell into this depression for the greater portion of like five or six months maybe I just I didn't want to be around anybody uh, I actually had a relationship at the time that went south the avenues that I took to kind of get out of that was games and music music probably more so than games because back then it was the only game that I de-stressed with was NCAA football which was great rest in peace I could yeah, <laughs> right I could literally play eight nine hours of that and never get tired of it we used to we yeah. used to play eight or nine hours of that and uh we'd whip each other's asses <laughs> score like 85 points a game this yeah. <laughs> bullshit it's not realistic at all how'd you score 87 piece of shit so so yeah I didn't really get out of that depression until I met my wife and music was was really the biggest thing cause that was right that was right so I guess it was it's around 20, 2009 was when I got into metal cause that was when I started getting into heavier music and the aggression of it just it could let me vent and then you know karaoke in the car on your way home. Of course. Of course. You just <laughs> I could just scream with the lyrics and metal music is is basically us. You know, people are just like us and they're screaming about the same shit and problems that they're dealing with. Right. And you're just like, God, that that hits me right in the fucking heart, man. <laughs> and you can scream it and it gets so much anger out. I actually had to go my I was in school one day and my teacher had told me, Hey, are you okay? I'm like, my parents are are going through divorce and I'm kind of just I mean I'm fine but I'm kind of just I'm sucking it right now you know I'm just here yeah I'm kind of just here and he was like well you need to go to a a counselor 
talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's that's not really me, man. I'm not I'm not somebody that talks about my shit to other people. And he was like, no, no, no. You're gonna go talk to somebody. And he basically drugged me there, essentially. And I talked to talked about my my problems with the counselor. And honestly, I don't remember a, a ton of it. But just the whole divorce, it it fucked me up in a way that I can't really put into words. I mean, because you always think as a kid, what the fuck did I do? You know, right, of course. What did I do that to cause made, this? Yeah, to cause that, to make it make make it all worse. And, and then you, you know, transition into what can I do to fix it, and right. you drive yourself mad trying to figure it out. Yep. It was just like I would be pissed off at my mom one day, and then like the next day I'd be pissed off at my dad. You know. And the depression turned into anger. And then eventually, you know, I came out of it when I met my wife. I, I remember one day, we used to go to racquetball about two hours early before school. We would always, my, my friend Hunter and I, we would play racquetball with our teachers. Mm-hmm. And they were so much better than us. They always whipped our asses. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of aggravating. I couldn't see you doing athletic things. <laughs> racquetball? Fucking love racquetball. Racquetball's fun. It's that fun, that yeah. may have helped out a lot during nice. that time period because oh, yeah. you, I would just crush it, crush it, smash a racket. So much ball. anger yeah. into that hit, yeah. Yeah. So I came back out to my truck one day, and I had like seven or eight missed calls for my dad. And this was kind of the same time frame that you know, I'm going through the depression. I seen a counselor recently. And I have seven missed calls from my dad. And I call him back. And this is like 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, well, I was just calling to make sure you're okay. Yeah, I'm playing racquetball. Why? Well, I just wanted to make sure you didn't, you know, you didn't do anything to yourself. Like, my dad had gotten this, this weird thought that I was going to harm myself right. at one point. And it's like, I never, I never came to that point. <laughs> like... I may have had thoughts of like, dude, this just fucking sucks. Like, I could just, I could just end it and just be done with it. But it never got to the point of like a plan or right. anything like that. I, I didn't voice those those thoughts to anybody at the time, but he picked up on it and then he called me like ten times the next morning, you know, worried for me. And it was, I think, that part, it was like, yeah, I'm kind of going through some shit, right. And That's heavy. Yeah. After that, you know, I kind of, it, it went, you know, it, not downhill in the sense of negative, but it went downhill for me as in like, I came, I rose up like a phoenix, so to speak. I did. So music and games, I think, are incredible outlets to get aggression out. Personally, metal music is always there for me. Great stress relief. Like I said, karaoke on the way home. The negative stuff that the media portrays is the reason why I wanted to do this discussion because, hey, there are outlets to get your depression out, to get your stress out, anxiety, to get all your problems out. You can play video games. Go take it out in your video game, you know? Even if you have to replace a controller afterward. Yeah. It's fine. Sometimes you need that. (laughs) Don't play Mario games. No. Or or Souls games. (laughs) So, any other thoughts from y'all? I mean, video games, yes. Video games, but I mean, find your outlet. I have anime. Anime helps a lot. That's like a different world you enter. I mean, I've shown you into it. I mean, it could hit you in the feels. It could piss you off. I never knew a car- like, 
cartoon, I put air quotes around that, <laughs> could make so motions go through you. Right? I'm just like, bruh. The Japanese know what they're doing. They I've do. Never, I've never let myself get into it because I know the day that I do will be an absolute nosedive. And <laughs> I mean, there may should. not be coming back up from. Sword Art Online. Just ease yourself into that. Bruh. All right. That's what I did. That's what I did to him, his first one. Because, like, working with him, I know what his interests are without him knowing. So when I finally got to watch it, and I'm like, hey, watch this. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, what? First two episodes? They're shit. <laughs> but once you get to that third one, it's going to get you. He's like, nah, nah, nah. Then, then I get a text message the next day. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I'm like, why? I'm on like episode 12. Is there another ep- another season? I'm like, yes. Just click episode season two. He's like, all right. I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Essentially, they get trapped in a uh, a VR world. Yep. I'm um, MMO. Right. The like, you would, alone. You would love it because the way of how the dissecting of it. Of how they have, how their mentality okay. goes through it, like, like when like when they get trapped in the VR. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like the VR, they get trapped in the VR, and then they go through. They can't log out. So They're trapped. You die in the game. You die in real life. Okay. So like if the they, Matrix and Inception had a baby. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but how people go through the life of that. And their mentality, like some of them go through like depression, some of them just off themselves. Like straight up drop all like what well, was that one dude? Like he had a party, something like a party. Basically everybody died except for him and the main character. And he decided he wanted to he was done. Right. Because they were all his friends, like in real life. So he decided he wanted to off himself. Like going through this whole discussion and listening to like Ryan Bourne's discussion and all that, like I actually sat down like when I was watching an anime. Like I watched another anime that I'm gonna recommend. We'll talk about that later. It's kind of like Sword Art, but a darker version. Ooh. Like they have like no memory, and I'll talk about it later. But just to see how they deal with life, and just having a thought process of going, I don't know how I would handle that. Like I see where they're doing with it. I see why they're going that way. I don't know if I had the strength to do that. You know what I'm saying? Turned into a love story, essentially. Okay. Basically. Yeah. That's, that's what part of it feels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The voice acting is so great. So here I am crying and, in front of the TV, cursing and, you both. And Austin is really hot in real life as well. I'm a big fan of Austin. It's the true. The voice actor. Okay. It's very true. Yeah. Just everything compliments each other. So, uh, no, the comments. Well, no, I'm just, I mean, I, I just, again, I want to drive home what Christian said, man. You got to find your outlet. Right, it's easy for us. We could sit in here for six hours and talk about video games because we're nerds that like video games and music, you know. But I concur on that one. <laughs> whatever is your thing, make sure that you can turn to it when you need it. I don't care if it's athletics, sports, cooking, find it, gardening. I mean, you got to find it, and if you find it and you're still struggling, don't be afraid to find somebody. Yeah, definitely. If you're on the ambulance, if you're EMT, paramedic, whatever, and you go through a shit call. By all means, call me up. Yep. We'll talk about it. Call me as well. I've had several calls over the last 11 years that have affected me neg- negatively or calls that I will always remember. And like I said with Ryan Bourne, I drive by my worst one every day on the way to work. Every fucking day. So do I now. Every day I drive by it. And I get reminded of it every day of my failures on that call. Or I, I would... If, if I told you the call, you, you would say, well, you didn't do anything wrong in that. 
but it's a mental thing, man. It's a mental thing. I fucked up. In your mind, you always could have done something different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I could have. You gotta let that. You got. You gotta forgive yourself for that. Man. Yeah, exactly. But you know, still, it's kind of like I know it's hard getting... when it you know slaps you in the mouth every day when you drive <laughs> yeah, by. But right. still, you you gotta you gotta forgive yourself and move on. And then when you have a difficult day at work, and you drive by it, you're just like, oh, you're just you're just fucking me, just hard today, aren't you? Some days I don't even go that way home. I don't blame you. I wouldn't. But the way where mine was, I'd have to go a whole like out of the way thirty minutes to go <laughs> to get past it. So I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But like I said, like Chris and Matt said, you got to find your stuff, and you're gonna if you can't find it and you can't do it. You got to find somebody. We're all here. We may be doing this podcast, but if you reach out to any one of us, we will definitely sit here and talk to you. It's not a problem. If you think uh, Outlet would be coming on here and talking, by all means, come on here and we'll bullshit with you. I mean, we let Chris be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> they will forward you my number <laughs> if I'm not here. So yeah, if you if you have any have any issues, just 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 reach out. You know, don't go the way of taking care of it yourself. You know, never if you don't have to. All right, so. As per the normal, we're going to end this week with our weekly recommendations. We'll let the uh, the guests go first. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, look, uh, this one kind of came back to my mind from years ago, so I'm going to throw it out there. And talking about the mental health stuff and, psycho- or stuff and psychosis today just kind of made me think about this one. You guys should play it. It's an indie game on the Xbox store, and I, th- I believe it's called Among the Sleep. 90% among the sleep. That's what I'm going with. If I, if, I find out, if I find out it's something different, I'll, I'll text Matt and he can tell you guys what it's actually called. But it's probably like six bucks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend that. I'm not going to tell you anything about it other than it's about four hours long. It's probably cost like five fifty. And if you're a parent or going to be a parent ever in your life, you should play it. That's all I'm going to say. Is it action-y? Nope. <laughs> Is it horror? Because you said parents. That's <laughs> <laughs> not horror. <laughs> it's it's supposed to be made in the realm of horror, but not really. It's just it's a it's a cool experience. Huh. That's all I'm gonna say. Is it on Game Pass? I have no idea. Oh. I mean, it costs like five dollars, so probably it's probably free it's probably on Game somewhere Pass. Somewhere down the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Just like Chris, you know, his is kind of in the same realm of mental health. I have an album this week. Uh, last couple weeks, I've been recommending some movies. Kill Switch Engage released a new album last year. Yeah. Mm. And it's called Atonement. It's with their, I say new lead singer, but it's kind of like their old lead singer, but it's Twice their removed. new, but it's technically their new lead singer. I don't know. Twice removed. <laughs> it was the original lead singer and he left and then he came back. So it's like a, a step singer by marriage, pretty much. There you go. Yeah, essentially. I've never been a huge fan of the. New lead singer. That's what I'm gonna go with. Okay. Never been a big fan of him. Uh, especially, I think they released two albums before this one, and I was just like, eh, nah, it's all right. Atonement is by far my, fa- yeah, I will say it. Atonement is my favorite Killswitch Engage album, right next to As Daylight Dies and End of Heartache, and those are two of the best metal albums. Of all time. Yeah. Bold words. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really good. It's not as heavy, I don't think, as those albums. It's similar. I was going to say, it's pretty, it's pretty heavy. So, but a lot of mental health gets dis- gets discussed 
through the lyrics of the lead singer. You know, I remember when they released the song Signal Fire, oh. and Christian had not heard that song yet. Have you ever heard it? Mm-mm. So, well, possibly. Are you, are you a big fan of Killswitch Engage? I was. So I haven't listened to him in a while, but so it has both lead singers on it that have sang old for them. Right? Old and new, old, okay. new, newer, newer. Yeah, new, new, new. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> but it has Howard Jones and then Jesse Leach. Howard Jones together. Was, yeah, that's probably cool. So old I had no idea, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, bro, is that Howard? What rewind? Yeah, and yeah, they come together and they sing together. It is such a damn good song. It's magical, and. We were on the ambulance one day, and I was like, I didn't tell him about it. I was like, you need to listen to this song. And then Howard came into it, and he's like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, see your I see your erection from here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very big. <laughs> yeah, go check out that album. It, uh, there's a lot of mental health themes throughout the entire album. Signal Fire is a really good song. Crownless King. And then I Am Broken 2 is one of my favorite songs off the album. That's... Not as heavy. It's more just melodic throughout the entire thing. It's just the just the whole album. It's just, it's just great, just great. So go check it out. Let me know what y'all think. So my recommendations follow up on this mental health thing. Talked about it earlier. It's called Grimgar Ashes and Illusions. Uh, while I was on vacation, you know, twelve hour drive. Actually, sorry, ten hour drive from Louisiana to Tennessee is. Yeah, you said 12-hour drive the other day to yeah. through text. I was like, where the fucking Tennessee did you go? Right. <laughs> did you, like, <laughs> swing through Missouri? <laughs> I said 12, but, you know, I'm, you know. It's I was, 12, it's I was, 12 was, kids. I, yeah, oh, there 12 you go. kids. And, the you know, geriatric as well, you know. <laughs> you basically like big kids. So I was looking, as much anime as I watch, I was, like, looking for something different. And yet similar at the same time, does that make sense? So I found this and I was like, read the bio and description. And I was like, eh, let me give it a try. It's like 12 episodes. Let me, huh, that's easily watched in like four hours. So I watched it and I was like, I can relate to a lot of this. So basically in a nutshell, these kids get teleported to this world and they lose all their memory. They know something. Say like they watch TV. They mention TV. But they don't know what TV is. Interesting. Like, they were talking about, like, this is a video game. And they're like, what's a video game? I don't know, but it feels familiar. That whole mentality. But basically, they get drafted into this war against goblins and, you know, other monsters. And they have to pretty much survive based on what they collect from said monsters. So they earn gold, silver, you know. From selling claws and stuff from the thing. And they make a living. Well, this group is like the weakest, I guess, of all the groups. And basically something really horrible happens. And they go through this, the five steps of grief. They're all depressed. They're all like angry that it happened. They could have done something different. They, you know, they bargain like, hey, take me instead. And they get like somebody else who went through that same thing with another party. Like their whole party got wiped out. And then they all join together. Pretty uh, character-based. Get you in the feels. It's on Funimation. One Come season? On. One season so far. I think there's going to be a okay. second season. I'm about to start watching anime, and you bastards are going to suck watching like the next 18 months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no more video games for you, sir. 
Boy. <laughs> we're gonna have to send your wife text message. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh, I have a, like I have a list. Like I haven't even told him half the list. I have like reserved. You've okay. watched Dragon Ball Z before? Right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. My My Hero Academia. Better than Dragon Ball Z. No shit. Oh, yeah. All right. And oh, Dragon yeah. Ball Z was my favorite anime. It might be a place to start. Yeah. No. Sorry, I don't like So, story. imagine, like, Dragon Ball okay. Z without the filler. That's my hero. So, like, four minutes of each Dragon Ball Z episode ever made. Yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. But it does that with character stuff. Okay. Like, build it. Like, none of that's, like, filler stuff. Right. In my hero. It, it's so fucking good. So good. Essentially, they're superheroes of the world, and they all have these things called quirks, which is their abilities. It's kind of like X Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like X Men, except for you know, no claws. Yeah, no claws <laughs> that we know of yet. Yeah. So they all have uh, quirks, and then their kids then go to like this. So specialty school. Specialty school for yeah. heroes yeah. to become a to become the hero. Okay. That's essentially what it is. All right. It has uh, it has the guy that voices Vegeta, Chris Sapp. Mm-hmm. Sapp? Yeah, okay. he's uh, he's the the number one hero in that show. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Vegeta finally gets a victory. Yeah, <laughs> that's a sore subject, sir. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that is a sore subject. <laughs> he needs one, just one. He had it, and then fucking Goku took it from I, him. I don't want to talk about it, sir. He was going to kill Frieza, and it was going to be like, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. No, no. Wait, is this spoilers for you? No. Yes. no, no, no. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, he's got to kill Frieza, and I'm like, yes, yes. This is like 15 years in the fucking making. <laughs> and then Goku steps in, and you're like, dude, fucking hate you. You can't just give him one. You gave your son one. Let, let, let him Can have you one. Mind your damn business for one day, <laughs> right? Right. Or the Broly one, where he gets that shit eating grin when yeah. when Broly fights him. Have you seen Super like, yet? No, I've seen Super uh, yet, Bruh. No, no, it's the Broly. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. I haven't seen that. The movie. I mean, it's not a spoiler, but when Broly goes to fight, Vegeta has a shitty grin. Like, he's like, bro, let's do this. I'm like, here it comes. I want it. It's Gogeta in that one, huh? Yeah. They fuse in Gogeta. That's hot. Hot. It's going to be like ankle wing. I even bought, I I bought, you can watch it on Funimation, but I went and bought the DVD because it's that. I'll show you the still book in a minute. It's hot. Okay. Cool. Sexy. <laughs> but yeah, start with Sword Art Online. Did you enter into that? And then start uh, with My Hero. Because My Hero is like three seasons, four seasons. You guys are killing me. See, I say right. go My Hero first. I'd say Sword Art because he can watch the first two. Those first, it's like it's like the first six or seven episodes of Sword Art is like so terrible. <laughs> no, it's the first three. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Now that we're it just... was it was when Austin and him started getting together. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm into this. And now I was like, I'm in. <laughs> He's sold. <laughs> I think that's going to be enough for this episode. We this turned out to be a longer episode than probably all the others. We can't have guests on here anymore. Yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> bad guys. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, because we we start bullshitting, which is probably entertaining for y'all. Yeah, right. But it's aggravating for me because I have to edit. Have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't dread that. <laughs> Uh, but thanks, Chris, for coming on Man. this week. Dude, come on whenever you want. Thanks so much. Don't, really don't let Dan hear you that. He might just jump yeah. in here. Hey, I told him he can come whenever. Shh, don't tell him that. The only issue is we got to get them on the weekends. Yeah, that's true. That messes up with our ebb and flow. Yes. And I don't want him to have to take off. He's like, yeah, I'd hate it too. I'd hate that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it would suck to leave early. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, man, I appreciate coming on and talking about mental health with us. And I was able to get some Hellblade stuff out that I had just beaten. Dude, I look, I appreciate the invite. I had a blast. Yeah, indeed. It is great time. Great time. In the next couple weeks, we're going to be doing some different things. Hopefully, in the next couple months, we're going to be doing video format. Ooh. We're going to start uh, branching off into to the YouTube realm, sir. Hmm. Should be okay. interesting. You can see my ugly face now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also going to be planning, once I get done with Ghost of Tsushima, I'm going to be planning on doing like live streams of stuff. And it's going to be kind of... I already set up the YouTube channel. It's just a matter of actually putting shit on there. Mm. So that will be where our live streams are. And we can... Well, I can do that too. We can play together. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Well! (laughs) Happy early birthday to me. (laughs) Indeed. Moving on up. (laughs) Literally and figuratively. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of the thing that we're leaning towards in the future. Trying to expand. Because I think that's going to give us a bigger audience once we get to the to the YouTube realm. There's not many games coming out over the next month or so. So we're going to kind of have to wing it on discussions. So we're going to have like, like next week, I think we're going to do a best PlayStation exclusive. And I think we're going to go into some, some different discussions like best console or best retro console, top 10 games with nothing new coming out for a while. I don't know. Hit those backlogs. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Them backlogs uh, mm-hmm. better be clear up on watch. Right? Let us know what y'all think of this episode. And uh, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, leave us a like, rate us, whatever. And then also go on Facebook and and follow us or like our page, the number two, game. And make sure that's how you can follow us on social media. I know a bunch of people are watching this and they are not following us on Facebook. So, by all means, go on there and just keep track of what we're doing. You know, I drop weekly updates on social media. So, just keep an eye out for that. Click like and subscribe. Yeah, click like and subscribe. And also, uh, leave us some comments on what you want to listen to or see. Yeah, nobody comments. And I'm just like, I guess we're doing okay, I guess. I don't know if they want to comment. I don't know. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Like, when I see it, I literally just hit listen. So, I mean... You get what? I don't know if I'm doing that wrong, but I'm just going no, straight. When, when I see page, one pop up, I just go straight to the podcast and start listening to it. Oh, no, no, no. no so I'm like an hour and a half later, I forgot to go back and comment on it. <laughs> my fault. Oh, you're one of those people. Learn from my <laughs> mistakes, listeners. Learn from my mistakes. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for this week. We'll see you all next week.